Well, we heard this beautiful first reading and from the book of Genesis. It's the creation account. And if there's any ambiguity or unclarity in the world as to how God created us, it's very clear. God has spoken, and when he spoke, creation came forth. He designed it, he created it, and he tells us how creation is to be and how we're to live in this beautiful creation with freedom in him, but with a design by him. He tells us how to live. And so just for the sake of the world, for the sake of human persons, for the sake of human hearts and human minds, we need to listen to how God created us. It's very clear, male and female. It's very clear, man and woman come together for marriage. Very clear. It's very clear and it's very beautiful. It's God's design. God is beauty itself. So this creation is very beautiful. The design of the human person is very beautiful. The design of marriage and family life is very beautiful because it's made by the beautiful one. It's made by God who is beauty itself. Creation is not ugly. The human person created by God is not ugly. Marriage created and designed by God is not ugly. Family life created by God is not ugly. The children that God created are not ugly. The unborn are not ugly. Every person is made in the image and likeness of God. But we have fallen, and it's hard for us now to see that. We've become blind, we've become deaf, and in great sin, we're dead. We don't get it. And a dead person can't do anything. God has to reveal to us the human person as he and she is and what she and he is created for and what the destination is for this human person that is going to exist forever because he and she has an immortal soul. But to exist forever does not mean automatically to exist forever with God. It's meant for God. But the human person needs to be directed, needs to be taught, needs to be healed, needs to be forgiven, needs to be brought back to life, needs to be walked with and encouraged along the way and protected and defended, ultimately by God. But God has called us into this creation to participate. St. Peter reminds us to participate in the divine nature. So we have to teach people with love that they are created by God, that God made man and he made woman very clearly. When he creates somebody a man, they are a man. And that's it. It's beautiful. When he creates somebody a woman, they are a woman. And it's clear and it's beautiful. And we have to encourage our people. And we have to encourage the young people to understand if you were created a man, that's what you are. Love it. If you have struggle, God's people will support you. 
God's people will support you in the truth of who you are, not in the confusion of what you think you might actually be, aside from what you actually are. True love stands in the truth. John Paul reiterated this and coached us and said, stand in the truth with love. Stand in the truth with love. God is the truth, and God is love. But God is the truth. What does Scripture say in the Book of Wisdom? By the envy of the devil, death entered the world. For the devil, you can understand it like, it made the devil sad to see that we could be happy. It made the devil sad his envy. It made him sad to see that the human person could be forgiven. It made the devil sad to see that the human person is destined for such great glory. And because it made him sad to see this, envious, he struck. He struck and attacked and death entered the world. And he confused our first parents who were real people Adam and Eve, real people. He confused them. They fell of their own freedom, but he brought a confusion into their mind. Once the confusion enters the mind, right, it's, it's you, but what you know is what you love. You can't love what you don't know. So if you're, if you're thinking, if my thinking is off, my will is going to follow what I'm thinking. If I think something is true, and good for me, I'm going to go for it if I believe that, even if it's not good and true. The will follows after what it has, the, the, the intellect has come to know. That's why the mind has to be formed. It's not the end of everything, right? The mind is beautiful. The intellect is, is, is such a high power. It's the highest power of the human person. But in the end, it's what we do with what we know. It's how we respond in love to what we have come to know is true. And that's higher in the end. In itself, in the person, the human person, the intellect is the highest. It's such a gift. The rational power there, but at the end, we're judged on love. We don't end with what we know. The coming to know something elicits a response out of the human person to love what you've come to know. It's not enough to just say, I believe. The devil believes that God exists. He just doesn't love him. And he won't accept that love in a right relationship. But he believes God exists. He knows. He knows it better than us. He's brilliant, he's an angel, but he didn't love, so he can't receive. He won't receive and he won't respond, therefore forever he's without God and there's hell. He missed his whole point of creation and he knows it very clearly. He knows it very clearly. That's why we have to come to understand and have the courage and the power of the Holy Spirit to accept the truth as revealed to us by God. 
as put in as the deposit of faith into the church because of the apostles, the truth that Christ gave to the apostles and that has been handed down for centuries and millennia. This is very, very serious and very powerful. And we can see how serious and how powerful it is because of what Jesus does here in the gospel. He's in modern-day Lebanon, Tyre, the city in Lebanon. That's where he is today in the gospel. And a non-Jew, a Gentile, finds him. And it says here, he entered a house and wanted nobody to know about it. And wanted no one to know about it, but he could not escape notice. Soon, soon, a woman whose daughter, the RSV, I'm going to go back and forth between the RSV translation, the Revised Standard Version, because it kind of gives us a few details that this translation is very beautiful to the New American Bible, but the RSV, which I think is more literal to the uh, ancient original Greek, has some details that are telling. It says, soon a woman whose daughter, the RSV says little daughter, this is a little girl. Because at the end of the scriptures in this gospel, it says she found the child, this little girl. Soon a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit. Okay, she has an unclean spirit. The RSV says possessed. There are levels of degrees. There's ordinary temptation, there's infestation, there's obsession, oppression, and then there's all the way to the extreme where with God's permission and with the, at times, not always, but at times with the fault of the human person, but it's not always the fault of that individual person, a devil is allowed, or devils, or the devil himself is allowed to possess a body, trying to make mockery of the Holy Spirit, because that body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not the devil's temple, a temple. This is a big deal. We're a temple. We're meant to be very holy with God's holiness. She is possessed. Soon a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit who was possessed, this little, this little girl, the mother heard about him, heard about Jesus, and she came and fell at his feet humbly, in a sense, in like desperation. If anybody can do it, it's you. And the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to drive the demon out of her daughter, to cast it out. This is the words used in, in exorcism, to cast out the demon. And he said to her, let the children be fed first. He's coming first, right, in God's order and plan. He's coming first to the chosen people. And from there, the light is going to go forth. He's talking about the children of Israel. Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Jesus knows her. Jesus is not confused. Jesus sees a woman and he wants the depths of her heart. God, God could take, he does take little and he can make great things, but if he sees the opportunity that a person can grow, which is always the case, he's going to go for it. Because he made us, as Pope Benedict said, we're not made for comfort, we're made for greatness. We're not made to be spiritual couch potatoes. That's boring. Mass is not boring. Mass is the, the sacrifice of Jesus and his resurrection. His giving everything. Spiritual couch potato, that's boring. 
to sit on a couch all day spiritually, that's boring. That's not greatness. That's the devil's playground. He'll make sport of us. For it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied and said to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps. Another translation says crumbs. This is powerful because this woman is saying, Lord, I don't even need a full meal. I don't need a full meal. I trust enough that I can get a crumb and you can do this. I've got the faith. I believe. I know you can do it. I don't need a four-course meal. I just need you. I just need you, Lord. You can do it. A crumb is sufficient. Because I know that you can do this. Was it the centurion who said, at your word, or at his word, I say do it or go, and they do. So if you say it, Lord... If you tell the devil to get out of my daughter, he's going. We could, we could speculate some of this commentary kind of going on in her mind and heart because obviously it happens. After she says this, it says, Then he said to her, For saying this, you may go. The demon has gone out of your daughter. Intercessory prayer. The demon has gone out. From a distance, the demon has gone out. I don't even know if Jesus said anything. It obviously didn't take much for him because we have a very quick dialogue. He says it's not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She replies, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps. And then he says to her, for saying this, you may go, the demon has gone out of your daughter. Just like that. When the woman went home, she found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. I want to read now from the diary of St. Faustina. I think this was the first public display of the divine mercy image. And it was her spiritual director, who is now blessed, Michael Sapochko, in Vilnius, preaching. In Vilnius, 1935, she writes this April 26th. Bear with me for a few paragraphs. This is St. Faustina in the diary. Paragraph 417, 417. On Friday, when I was at Osra Brahma to attend the ceremony, during which the image was displayed, I heard a sermon given by my confessor, Father Sapochko. This sermon about divine mercy was the first of the things that Jesus had asked for so very long ago. When he began to speak about the great mercy of the Lord, the image came alive and the rays pierced the hearts of the people gathered there, but not all to the same degree. Some received more, some less. Great joy filled my soul to see the grace of God. Then I heard the words, these are Jesus' words. Then I heard the words, you are a witness of my mercy. You shall stand before my throne forever as a living witness to my mercy. St. Faustina continues, when the sermon was over, I did not wait for the end of the service as I was in a hurry to get back home. 
When I had taken a few steps, a great multitude of demons blocked my way. They threatened me with terrible tortures, and voices could be heard. She has snatched away everything we have worked for for over so many years. When I asked them, where have you come from in such great numbers? The wicked forms answered, out of human hearts, stop tormenting us. Seeing their great hatred for me, I immediately asked my guardian angel for help. And at once, the bright and radiant figure of my guardian angel appeared and said to me, do not fear, spouse of my Lord. Without his permission, these spirits will do you no harm. Immediately, the evil spirits vanished, and the faithful guardian angel accompanied me in a visible manner right to the very house. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.